Hello and you're very welcome back to Series 6 of The Public Eye, a six-part series of podcasts brought to you by Granite Exchange. I'm your host, Sarah Travers, and throughout this series I'll be speaking with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about how their companies have come to be, to gain insight into their growth and find out how they continue to innovate. So wherever you get your podcasts from, remember to keep an eye out for new episodes and subscribe to stay up to date. Well, today I'm joined by Rachel Morgan, owner of The White Gallery. Welcome, Rachel, to the podcast. Thank you, Sarah. Delighted to be here. This is so exciting. It is exciting, isn't it? I know I get to, to, to sit in here all day and talk to wonderful people like you. But just before we begin our interview, I'm going to give everyone a little bit of background and information on the White Gallery, if they don't know. So Rachel and her husband, Stephen, have created a fantastic boutique that offers an experience for all the girls out there who don't identify with the mainstream aesthetic when they're getting married. So we're talking about a wedding dress. They have discovered the coolest designers and emerging talent and have brought them to the forefront of the bridal scene in Northern Ireland. Now, the White Gallery is a fashion-oriented bridal boutique offering wedding dresses for, it says here, the modern cool bride and honestly when you check out the website it's just so cool they're so beautiful and their brides want to break all of the rules so they're really pushing the boundaries in fashion with hand-selected stylish wedding dresses ensuring that every bride finds something expressively their own what an introduction Rachel and what an achievement really honestly I did go on and look at the website because I didn't know anything about your business and I was blown away by the beauty and the coolness of what you've built up. So tell us a little bit about how it all started. Have you always had this passion for fashion? Gosh, thank you so much, Sarah. That was a lovely introduction. So I guess passion for fashion, absolutely. I always remember getting my university loan and every time it came through, the first thing I did was hit the high street and what could I buy and what clothing, what was the latest fashion trend. So truly have always loved fashion and still do. I think my background is public relations and we always had to dress really smartly. You're constantly going to events and working with really nice clients. So fashion was such an important role of the job. So got married, had babies, third baby was on the way and I just really fancied a change of career. Um, my husband had run his own business and we used to sit every Sunday reading the Sunday Times, how I made it and was always just inspired by, you know, just with a little bit of thought and hard work, those people made it. So how can we make it maybe doing something for ourselves was sitting chatting one day with my husband and we we're talking about fashion. I'd love to own a fashion boutique, um, like really nice clothes that you'd wear to a wedding, but that you could also wear again, you know, mm. so not so weddingy that you could wear out maybe on a Saturday night. And Stephen just went, weddings? What about wedding dresses? And so the idea was born, quite literally. Started researching for really sort of designers that weren't available in Ireland um, and stuff that we just thought looked really cool or really different or really unique. And so the idea was born and the White Gallery is now open almost 10 years. So tell us, where is the White Gallery? So the White Gallery, I think that's part of... um, the beauty about the boutique, we're located in the idyllic village of Burren. But believe it or not, most of our clientele comes up from Dublin, 
Cork, Galway, Donegal, Belfast. We do get a lot of local brides as well, but a lot of our brides are coming up from Dublin. So although we're this boutique in a tiny little village just outside Newry, we really do have an all-Ireland um, bridal audience, which is wonderful because I get to meet girls from all over the country. And it's just gorgeous, isn't it, to be part of that process? And uh, when I was checking out your website, I went on to the to the Instagram too, and I see that you have you have the TWG Bride Tribe hashtag. So you know, <laughs> people want to be part of this tribe. They feel like they belong. And I saw the little images when you're welcoming a bride uh, to the, the 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 boutique. You've a special photograph with them and a welcome yeah. message on a blackboard. Yeah. How lovely. Yeah, I guess we just really try to make the experience just something really quite special. And I guess that's what sets us apart is that sort of destination where we, people just drive up to the house and they think the entire house is the boutique, but we've dedicated the front of the house. So it's very separate to, to the rest of where we live but it is this beautiful home that we've built and the entire front of it they drive down the driveway we've got you know secure parking they're not having to run across town and yes we have the welcome board and it has become a bit iconic I can't believe 10 years later brides get so excited when they're walking up the path I can sort of see out through the window and they're like oh my god that's me this is my name of the board (laughs) yeah and it's like the paparazzi oh my goodness but you know it's just something that's become quite synonymous with you know the boutique and brides never seem to tire of it even though they've obviously seen it on Instagram and other girls tagging what have you it's still as you said their moment when they rock up to the boutique and it's their name on the board it's gorgeous and uh, check it out if if, if anybody's um, listening today and wants to check it out it's hashtag TWG Bride Tribe and you'll see all of these girls just bursting with excitement as to what exactly they're going to find whenever they enter that door right so you had the idea husband Stephen is totally backing you all the way How did you get started? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was really quite challenging in the beginning because obviously we didn't have a huge budget, I'll be honest. There wasn't this massive amount of money for investment. We just had an idea. I kept on the public relations for a good two, three years so that we had a steady income coming in. Stephen obviously still had his business running. I literally opened the boutique, I think, with 16 dresses. We found four designers that weren't stocked anywhere in Ireland. So they were from New York, London and Paris. I'm delighted to now say that the designers that we work with, we've been working with most of them for 10 years. Um, Eventually, one thing took over another. I can never forget. It was one summer. I said to Stephen, Stephen, I can't do this anymore. I can't run the boutique, be a mummy, make dinners and do public relations consultancy work. Something's going to have to give here. And Stephen said, look, I run my own business, I'll take the summer off, I can delegate, and he took the summer off, and literally with my then time freed up to invest in the boutique, we just seen, gosh, this really has potential if I could just devote all of my time to it. And it's really mad, Stephen never went back to that business that he had run successfully for 20 years, because he could see the opportunities that there were if I focused on the bridal boutique, and he is now my wingman I mean Stephen are you serious? So the yeah two genuinely together isn't that wonderful yeah. are there many other men involved in the in the bridal world and on the I island? don't know what it is I mean I'm a big sort of fate person and 
it's so funny. Some of our key designers that we just love working with are husband and wife teams. Oh. Like, how ironic is that? So, Rima Ardaki and her husband Greg are business partners. Laura from Laura Design and her husband are business partners. Rudisen, Michelle, the designer, and her husband Michael are business partners. And he's here, Stephen and I, business partners, haven't killed each other either as well, which is great <laughs> 10 years on. But Stephen sort of is upstairs in the office. He is air traffic control. So, he does a lot of the finance work, a lot of logistics. And then I'm down stairs just doing what I love which is just meeting girls finding them the really perfect dress for them and having the crack in the process as well you know I want it to be memorable and great fun This podcast is sponsored by Granite Legal Services a niche business and immigration law practice located in the heart of Newry City Granite Legal Services provides legal advice to both individuals and companies alike across a wide range of industries from employment, commercial or corporate law matters to immigration law. Granite Legal Services focuses on providing legally sound, practical advice to its clients. To get in touch, visit www.granitelegalservices.co.uk or contact 028 3026 2200. I think what the last two years is, uh, has taught us as well is we need the crack, we need the fun, we need the joy back into life and I suppose choosing your, your wedding dress it's hopefully going to be one of the most joyous occasions for you and your family and uh, and the new family you're, you're, you're marrying into. You don't get many big occasions like that in your life so you want to do it right. Absolutely and as you say you know the past couple of years has been such a rocky road for brides you know with so many weddings being postponed and I guess during that time we did have to innovate like so many other businesses we did a thing called Style at Home so those brides who still wanted to get married we were couriering dresses to them across the country and they were choosing their dress at home we set up Zoom calls sounds a bit mad I can't believe that that was two years ago and we were doing that but it just meant brides could still get married because a couple of brides did still want to have that intimate ceremony when it was only two or four guests. Um, now, thank God, things are starting to ease and relax a little bit and girls are really having their special day. Um, when we first opened, obviously, things were much stricter, so they only had the one guest with them at the appointment. But again, we were doing Zoom calls. I think the word Zoom is probably the most used word in the past two years. Yep, <laughs> we would have thought and never heard of it before that. Um Okay, so, you know, you've, you've talked there about your willingness to help people, you know, the brides that maybe had had their wedding postponed, the numbers, you know, decimated at times. But actually, for your business at that time, as much as you want to help the brides, you still have to, you've maybe ordered the dress and, you know, you've maybe bought the dress and suddenly it's not needed or it might not be able to be paid for for a while or what way did it work I mean how much how much goodwill can you show do you know what I'm going to be totally honest we work with the most considerate and beautiful brides I feel quite blessed to have they have chosen TWG boutique to be part of their special day when their dresses came in we were able to hold on to some of them for we had the storage and others girls were just so kind they were like Rachel ship it down and whenever the time's ready and we do get our new date we'll come back and have our fittings with your in-house seamstress so that's what we did um and for anybody who wasn't able to come and collect the dress, we stored it for them safely for a little while. But most of our brides were very considerate. They knew it was a global pandemic and it wasn't their fault that their wedding had been cancelled. But everybody was really, really considerate and did take their wedding dress and we shipped it down to them. And thankfully, I'd say about 90% of those brides are now married. Phew. 
few for everyone yeah. <laughs> concerned. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and I, I suppose it is that customer service that, that people love as well because it's a big old purchase, your wedding dress. And it's not just any wedding dress you would get. These are high end. I didn't see any price tags when I went on the website, but I would imagine not the cheapest purchase you'd ever make. The one thing when we decided that we're going to open a bridal boutique was I wanted it to be high end. I wanted it to be luxury. And I think we've got the mix right in the boutique. We have a really funky range of designers, but we also have a very high end. So when Vivian Westwood contacted us a couple of years ago and asked us to be their exclusive stockist in Ireland, I really had to think about it, you know, <clears> like <throat> for about two seconds. <laughs> Isn't that incredible, really? Yeah, they'd done their research on the island of Ireland. Um, they were launching their first ever wedding dress collection and we were the boutique across the island of Ireland that they chose. So that was really flattering, I have to say. But I think that's because they could look at the range of designers that we had in the boutique and they could see that we were probably the perfect fit um, when a bride comes to the boutique I have to say they're drawn to a particular designer so we have quite bohemian stuff we have very chic Parisian designers um, and then we have very formal so like Vivian Westwood a lot of our brides will get married at Adair Manor Rima Radaki, the very French sophisticated cool designer you know it's going to be a really nice funky sort of old manor hotel or you know Larchfield Estate I mean we've just so many beautiful venues in Ireland we're so sporty um, and then Lord Zagazan is quite a relaxed vibe. So it might be a city hall wedding followed by a really nice dinner and a nice restaurant. So the range of designers that we work with really do cater for Pacific brides. So a particular bride will come in and she'll only try on Rudicien because she's getting married in a teepee or her back garden. Um, with And then she doesn't like any of the other designers. And then we'll have somebody getting married in a beautiful castle location and she'll be instantly drawn to a Ravapolak, our very sort of romantic couture designer, or Vivian Westwood. So each bride has their own story to tell and we have the range of designers that sort of are they're drawn to its fab. So that's really interesting. Most of them come and they know exactly what they want. Brides don't tend to have um, the best reputation. Sometimes the the expression bridezilla has been used at times. <laughs> um, do you think your PR background has helped you maybe manage any of the bridezilla tendencies that might creep in when, you, when you're striving for perfection? You can deliver perfection but you know do you have to rein some of the brides in sometimes oh absolutely I think I think it's not necessarily that they're born bridezillas I think sometimes they can get caught up in the moment and a lot of them take on too much and they get quite stressed in the build up to the wedding but 99.9% I think are absolutely fine my PR background definitely has helped put them at ease and keeping it real but I'm doing that without them even realising that I'm doing it um, you know some of you if you read some of the testimonials I do feel quite lucky that people have had a very nice experience they feel very relaxed they feel like they're in a really good safe pair of hands when they choose our boutique and definitely my PR background has helped just help enhance the experience even just when they're taking a photograph I'm worse than any PR photographer like they're taking a photograph after finding the dress and I'm like oh there's clutter in the background move those handbags out of the way oh, oh put your mask in your handbag or you know and they're just like oh I only wanted a photo and I'm like but no if you're putting no. this on Instagram it has to be perfect completely perfect so there you go those, those skills will stay with you through life um, does the bride always you know this they talk about there's always the dress. So they maybe arrive with an idea of what they want. 
but then maybe you show them something else. Is there always that, that's the one, that's the one, that moment, or do some really struggle? Probably a little bit of both. I think some of those horrendous TV programs that are so over the top. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. The don't I, tell the bride. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, I think some people Say get yes carried away. Death. Yes, and they think there's going to be this moment of, oh my God, this is it. Um, you should definitely be excited. You should definitely love the dress that you're stood in front of the mirror. Um, most of our brides are quite confident. They are. They're stylish. They know what they want. They come to the boutique with a fair idea. And 90% of the time, that designer that they've come to try on the most, that's the designer they end up choosing. The designers we work with have such a great reputation now that they want to be a Reem Maradaki bride or they want to be a Vivian Westwood bride and a TWG bride. But yeah, absolutely, there are girls who come in and they're like, Rachel, I just don't have a clue. And those appointments can be equally as enjoyable because that's when I then have to get my style or my stylist hat on and go right what's going to suit her what sort of vibe she going from the day where's the venue you know some people come in and they have an idea what they want but maybe their body shape that's just not the look for them and there's that's where I step in and go I think you should try this and then they just feel amazing in it because it's maybe accentuating their waist which is their best asset or their butt or whatever you know so well that's it when I did look online I thought oh imagine imagine wearing that and then I think that's completely backless. So what would one wear as underwear there? You know, all of these things you think, oh, that'd be, uh, that would be perfect. Do you know what actually- we have, now that we're 10 years open, we have thought all of that through. Oh. So we have managed to source, not very sexy, but very practical, backless bodysuits that work really well. Because one thing about Irish girls is a lot of girls have a big bust, but they've got a real narrow back, you know. So we've had to source lingerie options. So we have all of those tricks up our sleeves as well. And you wouldn't believe what you can do with a little bit of physiotherapy tape. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I'll have to get all these secrets off air. Maybe people would like to hear them now. I don't know. Yes, um, write in or join the hashtag TWGBride Tribe if you want some top tips. Um, what's your f- favourite piece in in your collection or in your collections at the minute, well, what's what's the piece that you you just think I adore that? I know this is a real cop out, but I just feel so loyal to each of our designers that I feel I really want to pick that. one from each. Um, Halfpenny London has the most creative mind. It's a lady called Kate Halfpenny. She has dressed people from Kate Moss to Rihanna. She's been doing bridal for almost 10 years as well, but some of her pieces use the most beautiful silk organzas. So there's a dress called the Mayfair dress, which I adore. You've got this really sexy fitted silhouette underneath, but then these layers of romantic organza tull over the top and very dreamy off the shoulder. Remaradaki, a big trend this year, is like almost like a glove sleeve. So um, she has done some very sexy pieces this year with those sleeves that you can then remove and change your look for the evening. Yeah, Vivian Westwood, beautiful silks. Oh my God, you just... I just want to sleep in her wedding dresses. I mean, they're so luxurious. So it really, do I have a favourite piece? I love them all, and I know that's a cop-out of an answer, but I really do. Do you ever play dress up? Do you try them on? I did once. Once? Only the once. Why? Do you know what? When I first opened the boutique, I'll never forget it. It was actually one of the biggest pieces that came in in terms of voluminous skirt. And I threw it on and the top to go with it. And I phoned my mum who lives next door and I was having a wee glass of wine. I said, mum, come over to you. Come over a minute here. And I hadn't let on. And she came in and she just bust out laughing at the state of me <laughs> in the boutique wearing this massive tulle skirt. But 
I don't. I mean, occasionally I've put them on and sometimes I do a little bit of filming in the boutique um, to showcase a new collection. I now fortunately have a TWG muse who I have found um, a beautiful girl called Melanie and we now, she comes into the boutique and we do lots of filming with her. She's a lot younger um, than I am. And so, no, I don't do dress up anymore. So you and it's Stephen probably haven't renewed your vows just to wear the dress? I keep threatening and he keeps looking at me as if to say, don't dare. This is only for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I think I'd be on. I would love that. It's one of the most asked questions by the brides. Is it? Genuinely, yes. They're like, do you ever sneak in and try them on? And Just I'm like, no, not anymore. I suppose <laughs> you, do, you try it once and then you realise this is quite sad, actually. Yes. So I'll, leave it to, I'll leave it to someone else next time. Um, sorry, you're completely <laughs> sidetracked there with my little imagination. But what do you think has been the biggest factor in contributing to your success Two things probably, definitely the designers that we stock and hopefully the customer experience. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about when they drive up and they see their name on the board, you know, but it's even before then, the communication that we have with them, the emails in advance, the little tips that we give them. And then when they arrive and they've seen their name on the board, they're, they're settled and they're just nice and relaxed and they come into the hallway and they go, wow, oh my God, you live here as well. And I, I'm really tempted to say, no, it's all the boutique. Um, but yeah, just hopefully that experience whereby... If they're struggling to find a dress they love, I'll step in and give advice. And then obviously if they find their dream dress at the boutique, that's really where the journey begins. That's not the end just because they've bought their dress. That's where the journey begins in terms of the communication afterwards and keeping them informed about when their dress is going to come in and assisting with styling and accessories and shoes. And, you know, we don't sell shoes or we don't sell flowers, but we have so many wonderful contacts across the island of Ireland that if somebody emails and had they have a question, we're more than happy to help out and reach out to them. Um, and after they leave, you know, then they come back for their fittings and we have our own in-house seamstresses so the girls come to the boutique for their fittings there's normally only two of those so on an average you see a bride three maybe four times so I'm not going to say they're my friends but you do get close to them and you sort of build up a little bit of a rapport with them and then after the wedding they all send their wonderful photos and testimonials and you know you've done something right. And you have all these beautiful professional photographs that you can use to keep continuing telling your story and I I, I was wondering were you going to say that you know the rise of the internet or social media has really added to your success given that you've got these amazing images all the time of beautiful things it's totally fits insta oh it absolutely does and that's i guess where the whole hashtag twg bride tribe came from it just meant that collectively girls can share their photos use the hashtag and then other brides can look for like brides love instagram for inspiration like they'll continuously email me go has anybody worn my dress yet i'd love to see how they've styled it you know so they're not precious about other people yeah they're like i wonder what style of hair they've gone for what style of makeup did they go for so um inspiration is definitely found on instagram Mm. you know it's just i'm not sure if i would have liked instagram to be around when i get married because they're just it can be very overwhelming and i think girls can go down a rabbit hole as well i would be a nightmare um well, and the wedding industry has just completely transformed, hasn't it? Even in a decade, um, 
it is all about the theme, even having that wedding planner, although maybe the wedding planner has now the brides with their inspo or their, you know, taking their inspiration from the internet. They can do it themselves, but it's overwhelming. Yeah, I suppose it just depends on the old wedding budget. We, a lot of our brides will have wedding planners and we have beautiful, really creative wedding planners in Ireland. I mean, I could list you five off the top of my head and they are just, they truly take the pressure yeah. off you you know they know the best photographers the best florists you know they have all of the styling for you and they can really make your wedding more beautiful but with the same token we have lots of brides who are doing like digital invites seem to be a really big thing you know because post yeah it's like a thing of the past mm-hmm. almost um but it the inspiration that's provided on Instagram for sure you could definitely do so much of the styling yourself and just even you know the location for your wedding now I mean it can be anywhere we've moved away from I suppose the traditional or where we were told we could get married church or a registry office and it's like literally you want to be on the end of a cliff that's fine you want to be in a big wheel that's fine um obviously with COVID uh, restrictions in mind too but what do you think has been the coolest wedding that you've seen or location or the whole vibe? Yeah, I have to say I'm a bit of a sucker for the TP weddings set in the woodlands and Finnebrook Woods actually have the most stunning location and they've got a lake that you can go out in the boat and it is just utterly so romantic. Um, the Cliffs of Moher seem to be so popular in Ireland. Some of the nicest scenic photography has definitely been down there. Um, so, And I think the funkiest wedding I've ever seen, we had a bride who literally got married on the ski slopes. Like quite literally, she had snow boots on underneath her wedding dress wow. and a stunning white um puffer jacket with fur I mean it was very cool so obviously now with equal marriage which is fantastic and love is love is love do you get uh, two brides turning up for for fittings for their special day do you know what Sarah one of my most favorite weddings in the past couple of weeks was our bride Emma she came and got her dress from the boutique but her wife did get her dress from another boutique but honestly the joy when I seen their wedding photos the two of them were smoking hot oh my goodness oh. looked like they had the most fun wedding party oh my god I really wanted to be a secret guest the saxophone player the dancing COVID restrictions had eased a little bit so it really was a fun celebration and I suppose it's just so lovely to see in Ireland that things are moving forward with the rest of the world and same-sex marriage is a really cool thing amazing absolutely um what's been the biggest challenge for you would you say Biggest challenge initially, it was probably location. We're not on the high street. We didn't have a shop front. People weren't walking past every day and going, oh, what's that? Thankfully, 10 years on with a lot of hard work um, and a lot of referrals that's seen you know that's done a lot of PR for us the bride the experience I know I keep going on about it but I think that's really helped grow our business and keeping the same designers you know there's a lot of um there's a lot of boutiques in Ireland like there's just loads um but we have kept to working with the same designers so I think that integrity working with the same people and then there's a little bit of continuity so brides have begun to know the designers as well as the boutiques so that has probably helped us curveball a lot of the challenges COVID threw challenges at us obviously along with everybody else in the world so you just sort of move on onwards and upwards. So where do you see yourself going what's next for you because obviously the purpose of this podcast is to sort of learn how you keep growing and innovating and yes COVID has made us all innovate in ways we hadn't even thought of before but what's next for you? 
I think for me, we just really want to continue doing what we're doing. We have numerous occasions looked at opening another boutique, you know, in Dublin or Cork. But to be honest, I think so many of the brides buy into me and they want me and I can't be in two places at one time. And I'm just a real focus on one thing and do it really, really well. Like we used to do bridesmaids, but now we don't. We often get asked about mother of the bride. And if I did have space, I probably, it's something I would love to explore. Again, it would not be traditional mother of the bride. Mm-hmm. Definitely not, because I think there is a real opening in the market for a really nice French designers. Um, that is something that I'd love to do. But I think focusing on continuing what we're doing and doing it exceptionally well is good enough for me. For all those brides or future brides that may be listening or if anybody's listening and they know a bride and they could pass on this uh, nugget of advice, what would that piece of advice be that you would give them when they're searching for their perfect wedding dress? Research. Sounds really boring, but check out the boutiques, have a look at their website, look at the designers. Shopping for a wedding dress is a really special experience, but truly for most of our brides, Everybody knows their own fashion sense. So we know what necklines we love. We know what silhouettes we like to wear. We know if we want to cover our arms. So like whenever you're choosing your dress, when you're looking online, it's like shopping in Zara. You're instantly attracted to stuff or if you're on Brown Thomas website and you're like putting things into your basket. The wedding dress shopping should be the same. If you're looking online and you're attracted to certain dresses, chances are you're going to fall in love with them when you put them on. So if you've done your research beforehand, before booking appointments, that's the best piece of advice I can give you because you're not going to waste your time or your bridal party's time going to boutiques that maybe don't have dresses that you're going to like to try on. Um, So check out all the range of designers in all the different boutiques and then I would top it up Probably three boutiques. Three boutiques is loads to go to. If you go to much more than that, I think then it just becomes very overwhelming and you'll just get so confused and you'll just end up chasing your tail going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Whereas, you know, be quite definitive about, you know, three boutiques of boutiques that you really love the look of, the vibe. Check out their past brides. You know, what sort of style were they going to? What sort of venues did they get married at? And is that the vibe that you're going for? Great advice. And what about the, the people that you do bring with you that say yes to the, the dress? Um, obviously, maybe it's been good. You've had to limit the entourage experience. But would you bring your mum with you if she's able to come? Or would you have your bridesmaids? Or what would you recommend? I mean, traditionally, it's mum, it's sisters. But more Mother-in-law often, to be, perhaps? Or does that get... Sometimes mother-in-law to be is invited and more often than not, it's whenever she's no daughters herself, which I think is really oh, sweet. You know, if nice. she is a house full of boys and is never going to get that experience, our brides tend to bring the mother-in-law, but not when they're choosing the dress. It's more when they have chosen the dress. So that it's like she can't say, oh, I don't like it because she's already <laughs> picked it. Um, but we do get brides coming on their own. Um, again, a lot of our brides live in Dublin, but they're maybe originally from Mayo or Galway, so they'll come on their own first find something they love and then they'll bring their guests with them um and we've had a few fiances in with the brides yeah it's very only a handful i mean and you know obviously we're all inclusive so absolutely come ahead did you take a little buckle in your eye with that one rachel do you think to be honest i sort of think where's the romance (laughs) you know Where's the romance? I think a guy who you're going to marry and you're, he's in the room choosing the dress with you. I'm a little bit old fashioned. I think, no, not for me. Okay. 
So there's there's top advice there if anybody's listening. Um, I suppose you just want to be so beautiful you don't want them to turn around and go, oh my word, what is she wearing? But yeah, if you love it, um, you should go for it, absolutely. Is there any wedding dress from history, either celebrity, figure? Because I always look at the Grace Kelly wedding dress and just think absolutely beautiful. Was there any standout wedding dress for you that you love and why? Olivia Palomero loved her look. She had like a cashmere jumper, a big tall skirt, her swept back in a ponytail and yeah, she totally nailed it. Um, and I also loved Haley Biber and she wore a gorgeous mini Vivian Westwood um, for later on in the day and we've actually had a few brides choose that look. It's uber cool. I'm going to have to check those out. But um, Rachel, it's been an absolute joy talking to you and I'm sure many people will have got loads of inspiration and, and if they're getting married, I'm sure you will be on their list of must go and see. But the purpose of this podcast is to inspire existing business owners and ambitious entrepreneurs to grow their business by offering insight into the success of businesses such as yours at the White Gallery. What advice would you give to people who may have a business idea but have no idea where to begin or are unsure as to whether the risk is worth taking? I would say 100% go for it. Literally just start writing down your ideas, you know, because it can just lead to so many different ideas. Just write everything down and if you've got a passion for it and a love for it, you really can make anything happen. You've got to give it 120%, of course. But I think when you really love something and you believe in it, go for it and make it happen. Rachel, it's been a joy talking to you today. Continued success with the White Gallery. I shall definitely keep an eye out and watch all of those very happy brides as they make their wonderful purchase for their special day. Thanks so much for joining me today. And everyone, you can join me again for another fantastic episode of the Public Eye Podcast very soon. Take care. This podcast was recorded in Granite Podcast Studio. Interested in starting up your own podcast but don't know how? Granite Podcast Studio can help. Record your podcast in our state-of-the-art studio, which is based in the heart of Newry City. Our studio has cutting-edge and user-friendly technology and can seat up to four people. We also provide an editing service for our team using your guidance and editing notes to provide you with a flawless finished product, leaving your listeners wanting more. For more information on how you can get started, visit www.granitepodcaststudio.com.